Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And our guest right now is David Rabine, past national commander of the American Legion. Past national commander Rabine, good morning. How are you doing today? Good morning. I'm doing very well. We're excited to be here in Washington, D.C. and move up on Capitol Hill later today, talk to our senators and representatives. You know, there's a lot taking place in D.C. for the Legion right now. But before we get to that, I want to talk just a little bit about your background. First, about your military service. So, of course, to be past national commander of the American Legion, you had to have served at one point or another. So let's find out a little bit about David Rabine's uh, service in the military. When did you join? Where did you serve? And what did you do? I was drafted into the U.S. Army in December 1969. I was one of the last of the draftees before they started the lottery system and then eventually became the all-volunteer army. I was fortunate enough to spend my service time in Germany rather than Vietnam. Of course, Vietnam was was starting to wind down at the time, but it was still pretty heavy combat over there. Uh, those of us that those of us that were fortunate to receive orders to other places, uh, we owe the young men and women that went to Vietnam. We, I, that's part of the reason that I've stayed active in the American Legion is to help support those those folks that had to go. I was infantry. I spent my time in an armored division in, in Germany, came home in 1971, went to college, became a research scientist at Iowa State University, and stayed became active in the American Legion, eventually culminating in, in election to national commander. Ah, good old Ames, Iowa, Iowa State University. So uh, how did you become uh, national commander of the Legion? What can you tell us about the process and your journey from joining the Legion all the way through to leading it back in, I believe it was 2008, 2009? I was fortunate enough to walk into an American Legion post in Ames that was very welcoming, particularly welcoming to young veterans, uh, to to Vietnam-era folks. I made a lot of friends. And I became involved in the programs of the American Legion first, the youth programs. And then I I realized a few years later that I enjoyed talking about membership recruitment and retention. And so that's, that comprised my career in the, in the state of Iowa for the next 10 years. And then an opportunity came to join the National Executive Committee, which is the National Board of Directors. I spent I spent eight years preparing and and being in that position, and then was recognized as a potential leader, became a national chairman, and three years later became a candidate for national commander. That's pretty amazing, and and as we've talked to several of the past commanders and, of course, current Commander Rohan of the Legion and the other VSOs, it usually starts with just wanting to get involved. And I want to ask you one question about that. For those veterans out there who are thinking of joining the Legion or joining a different veteran service organization but are kind of hesitant to do so, maybe they think it's it's not much more than a drinking club or something like that, uh, what would you say to that veteran who's kind of on the fence on joining one of the one of the VSOs? You know, it's so much more than that. That that's part of it. it. Not a drinking club, but a place, a place of camaraderie, a place where you can go to to meet people like you, uh, to share experiences. So yes, sometimes it happens over a, over a glass of beer, but that's not that's not a requirement. 
But then as you see the programs that the organizations offer and you find something that that appeals to your passion because that's what I that's what I tell the younger veterans that are starting to get involved find your passion make sure this make sure this is fun make sure it's something that you look forward to doing it's not it's yes it's work but it's not a job that has to be done it's a job that you want to do because it 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 really is your passion Past National Commander of the American Legion, David Rabine, is our guest here on The Morning Briefing, talking about finding things that you're passionate about and that are fun. There's a group of Legionnaires that are very passionate and I'm sure are going to enjoy storming the hill. That's basically what the Legion's got going on now. So, David, can you tell us a little bit about the Storm the Hill event and what the Legion hopes to accomplish during the next couple of days? It's very important every year. You know, we can we communicate with our with our legislators, with our senators and representatives, but it's really the face-to-face time that's important as you advocate for any position. And so that's what that's what today is about to create that face-to-face time with our senators and representatives. We we break up into groups. We make sure that every senator, every representative receives a visit from some of their local from some of their local constituents to to talk about the issues that are important to us. You know, we had a very successful year last year in 2017. Uh, the, Comer, the Harry W. Comery Forever GI Bill, the Appeals Modernization Act that was signed at our, at our national convention. We've been working with the VA on, on creating choice in health care for those veterans that have access problems to the VA medical centers. Those are, those are things that we have been interested in almost from day one of the American Legion, but the principle of that face-to-face contact and advocacy, that's never that's been there all the way through. That's never going to change. And it is important to be able to put a face to it. I mean, the American Legion as an organization, of course, has a powerful presence here in Washington, D.C. How important do you think it is to have the rank-and-file members of the American Legion take part in this event and not just the, you know, the Capitol Hill mainstays that are here for the Legion all the time? How big do you think it is to bring people in from around the country for this? I think it's more than important. I think it's vital. I think I think this is something that needs to happen not only this not only this week in Washington DC but it needs to continue to happen as the senators and representatives host their meetings back home their town hall meetings back in the in the local communities we need to have make sure our people are there to continue that face-to-face contact you know our our staff here in Washington DC are the experts and we finish as we finish each of our meetings with the senators and representatives we make sure that they understand that if they have questions if they need details, if they need um, more help on a particular issue, that our staff here in Washington, D.C. can provide that help. But it's really vital that that connection between our local, our local Legion family members back home and that senator and representative stay strong, too. We're speaking with past National Commander of the American Legion, David Rabine, about the Storm the Hill event taking place this week with the American Legion membership doing just that, storming Capitol Hill, speaking to the politicians directly and addressing the issues for veterans that they think need to be addressed. Now, David, some people might say, you know, that's great. And of course, uh, the senators and Congress people are going to allow the veterans in and smile and, and have a great interaction with them and being very welcoming. But I think they might wonder how effective it is looking at past Storm the Hill events for the Legion, what would you say uh, have been some of the results that, that make you believe that this is something that is, is truly a positive modifier for issues that affect veterans? 
I'll go back 10 years. Uh, as I was elected national commander, that fall there was there was a lot of talk in the fall of 2008 that we weren't going to have a budget come out that year, that the VA would, budget was not going to be approved by Congress. We took people to the Hill. We spent two weeks we spent two weeks traveling the hill up here talking to senators and representatives and as those days went by we the story changed from there's not going to be a budget to by the end of the first week we think there can be a budget and by the end of the by the end of the two weeks there was a budget in place so those visits up on the hill uh, that kind of exposure and continuing pressure and presence on a, on particular issues can have a very strong effect. That's just that's a that's a personal experience that I remember very vividly from having been part of it and I think a lot of our people can relate to experiences like that where their their personal presence in front of that senator and representative has made a difference. Now, there you go. An example of history proving how this can be effective. And speaking of history, I want to pivot to another subject right now because I've been informed that you are basically leading up the Legion's centennial celebration. Of course, this year marks 100 years of the American Legion. The celebration of that centennial has already uh, begun. What can you tell us about what you guys have planned for this year for celebrating 100 years of the Legion helping veterans? There's a number of things planned. Our major events, of course, will be at the two at the next two national conventions. The the national convention this August will be back in Minneapolis. That's the site of our first national convention. So we will go back and and honor the work that was done at that first national convention that that caused the formation, created the foundation of the American Legion. We have a number a very large number of things happening out in the local communities. The American Legion has always been a a local community, local post-based organization, and so we have not concentrated on major nationwide events. We have instead put the focus on let's get back out there in the communities, let's use this centennial so that the local post can remind their local community of what they do and what they've done all in these last hundred years. Being a history buff myself, I love finding out about the things that have mattered from various groups, organizations over the years. When you look back over the 100 years that the Legion has been in existence and the many years that you've been a member, having been the past national commander about 10 years ago, what are some of the things you're most proud of and that you wish more people knew about the Legion's involvement in? As you look at the as you look at the history of those local posts, and I'm going to refer to the to the World War One generation initially, that was a group of people that came home with a great deal of pride in what they had accomplished in Europe in World War One, and with a very strong sense of purpose and a strong belief that they could continue to accomplish things. And so, as you look back at some of the things they did in their local communities, needs they recognized. They really made their communities, they carried a lot of their communities through that depression in, in, in the 30s and into World War II. I look at this generation that's, that's serving now and has served in the last 20 years, and they remind me very much of that World War I generation because they're people that understand what they have accomplished and believe they can continue to accomplish more. And so they're interested in, in doing things. They want to accomplish things and, and so those two generations are are very much alike, and I think if we can use this centennial 
to communicate that sense of accomplishment that the American Legion has has maintained through the years and and help the young the new generations understand that there is a sense of accomplishment there that they can build on. I think we can I think we can use this centennial to set up set us up for the second century. It's not just about looking back at the last century. It's about setting us up and and moving us forward into the next century. We're speaking with David Rabine, past national commander of the American Legion, about the American Legion centennial celebration, as well as the Storm the Hill event. And I think that there is indeed a connection between the two, as you just mentioned. We know what the World War I generation did for veterans. We know what the World War II and Korea generation did for veterans. The current generation, which includes everyone, I think, from Vietnam all the way up to the current uh, conflicts in Afghanistan and Iraq, does it feel to you like now is a time for that generation of veterans to make the biggest impact that will be on par with anything that the World War One and World War Two veteran communities were able to do? I think I think so. Um, a specific example, of something that's going on right now within our organization, we have a committee of people that are dedicated to the PTSD TBI issues uh, and helping to develop additional treatments, alternative treatments, helping to helping to raise awareness of those issues and remove some of the stigma from those issues because there's there's stigma that goes on around the mental health issues and anything we can do to remove that stigma and just say, you know, these are these are effects of war. These are wounds of war. So that that committee I think is doing the same kind of work that the Agent Orange committees did in the in the 70s and 80s that the that the GI bill group did after World War II I think we can I think we're continuing those same kinds of accomplishments that were that started with the with the World War 1 generation in in creating the VA down through the GI bill and Agent Orange and and now into now into PTSD TBI you know one of the things that one of the things that I see successful companies successful athletic teams, successful businesses, um, they all draw on their tradition of success and as new people as new people come into whatever organization or team it might be, that tradition of success helps them understand that they can continue that tradition of success. And so I think that I think that's part of, of what we need to communicate to the to the younger generations as they as they move into the American Legion that there is that tradition of success and accomplishment and and when they see something that they want to that they want to accomplish the American Legion is the place to help accomplish that in the veterans community of course for them to be able to help participate in accomplishing these things uh, they do need to not only join but get involved for a new legion member someone thinking of joining the legion someone who just wants to do something for veterans how would you suggest they they first try to find that entry point into getting more involved in helping with veterans issues well the first uh, the first thing as you said is is becoming a member and some for some many of them the easiest way to become a member is to join online uh, we have a website www.legion.org slash join. That will take them right to a place where they can join the organization, and then it will be a process of of getting involved in a local post. And I want I want all of I want every veteran to understand that not every American Legion post is the same. And so, as you become 
exposed to an American Legion post, you may find that that's not the right post for you. But no one should say after one experience with a post that I'm I'm not I'm going to drop out of the organization. They should keep looking for the place that they can contribute because they, because they will find it. They will find a place that they can contribute. They will they will find a place that they can accomplish their objectives where they can really where they can really demonstrate their passion. And if people are, uh, of course, looking to find the place for them, you, you can draw parallels between a Legion post and, and a college. Perhaps your first college wasn't the right place for you, but then you might have found the right one after that. Uh, there are many posts out there offering a variety of different ways of going about things, different ways of doing things. The Legion riders, so much that the American Legion offers to the veteran, along with, of course, helping out with veterans' issues, as they are through storming the hill this week. Now, David Rabine, we've been speaking to past national commander of the American Legion, heading up the Centennial Commission for the Legion. If people want to find out more about what's going on during this centennial, where can they go to do that, David? I would send them I would send them to that website, www.legion.org, as we get close to our hundredth convention in Minneapolis, and that's going to be a special convention. There's going to be there's going to be reenactors there uh, from World War One. We're working on a number of things that will that will connect back into our history and tradition, but we'll also be we'll also be looking at at what can be where we go down down the road into the future. Uh, and one of the ways that I have characterized these next two conventions, the 2018 convention in Minneapolis, I think will be a demonstration of why we are who we are. And I think the 2019 convention will then be a demonstration of what we do because of who we are. And we, we continue to do the things we do because of who we are. Well, fantastic work being done by a fantastic group of people. That's who the Legion is. And we've been speaking with past commander David Rabine. Thank you so much for your time this morning, David. We really appreciate it. And have I a good time storming the hill. I appreciate I appreciate the appreciate the time with you this morning and yes we're looking forward to some visits with senators and congressmen this afternoon um, we will communicate our message to them and we will see to it that we leave we leave materials with them so that that message continues to be communicated and you'll be able to hear about all the legions doing right here on the morning briefing and of course on connectingvets.com all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.